0: Hello and happy day! How does slowing down sound to you today? Would you like to reduce the noise for just a bit? Are you ready to make a choice and decide to listen? My name is Igor, SF Walker, and I am here to remind people to slow down, to reduce the noise, to walk their lives into a natural flow. Welcome back to the Book of the Week series. Every week as I read another amazing title, I share it with the world. Today we look at Dying to Be Me by Anita Moriani. I felt the need to be alone most of the time and only let those closest to me into my life. I wanted to shout out reality in an attempt to shout out the truth. I couldn't bear how people looked at me and treated me as my health declined. I didn't like the way others felt sorry for me and made allowances for me as though I was different or not normal. Can you relate to any of this in any way? Through all this, I put up a front. I laughed and smiled and made small talk even when I didn't want to, because it was important to me not to cause concern or worry anyone else with my condition. I didn't want others to feel upset or uncomfortable because of my situation, so I continued to put the feelings and needs of everyone else before my own. So many people remarked on how brave I was and how they admired the way I was dealing with it all. They commented on how positive and happy I was, but that's not how I felt inside. Can you feel this? Does any of this resonate with you? That is how Anita describes how she felt during her cancer experience, and this is how she describes her near-death experience and what was happening after she was pronounced dead in the hospital and her physical body finally stopped functioning. Although being able to perceive all points of time simultaneously lent to the atmosphere of clarity in that realm, recalling it and writing about it creates confusion. The sequence isn't obvious when there is no linear time, making the retelling sound clumsy. It seems as though our five senses limit us to focus only on one point in time at a given moment, and we string those together to create an illusion of linear reality. Our physicality also limits our perceptions of the space around us, confining us to only what our eyes and ears can see and hear, or to what we can touch, smell, or taste. However, without the limitations of my body, I took in all points of time and space as they pertained to me all at once, and then I was overwhelmed by the realization that God isn't a being but a state of being. As I and I was now that state of being, I felt myself completely enveloped in a sea of unconditional love and acceptance. I understood that just the fact that I existed made me worthy of this tender regard rather than judgment. I didn't need to do anything specific. I deserved to be loved simply because I existed. Nothing more and nothing less. Imagine being exposed. To an experience like this. Do you think all of your priorities would instantly change? Maybe even make you feel lost and lonely? For Anita, it became increasingly difficult to engage in conversations about everyday events. She found herself unable to reconnect with many of her old friends. Most didn't understand how deeply and profoundly the experience had changed her. She couldn't sit still for long periods of time or engage in conversations about mundane routines. People had lost the ability to see the magic of life, she felt. They didn't share her wonder or enthusiasm for our surroundings and for just being alive. They seemed caught up in a routine, and their minds were on the next thing they had to do. Can you relate to this? Do you feel it? I do, there's a greater purpose to experiencing everything we do in our lives. I just simply have to be myself fearlessly. In that way, I'm allowing myself to be an instrument of love. I understand that this is the best thing that any of us can possibly do or be for both the planet and ourselves. In order to truly care for someone unconditionally. I have to feel that way towards myself. I can't give away what I don't have. To say that I hold another in a higher regard than myself isn't real, and it means I'm only performing. When I'm being love, I don't get drained and I don't need people to behave a certain way in order to feel cared for or to share my magnificence with them, they're automatically getting my love as a result of me being my true self. And when I'm non-judgmental of myself, I feel that way towards others too. Oftentimes, the problem isn't the cause of the apparent conflict, instead it's the judgment I have for myself. When I stop being my own worst enemy and start loving myself more, automatically I have less and less friction with the world around me. I become more tolerant and accepting by realizing that I am love, and I always have been. I understand I don't have to do anything to deserve it. Selfishness comes from lack of self-love. Our planet is suffering from this, as we humans are, along with too much insecurity, judgment, and conditioning. It's unfortunate that we keep searching outside ourselves for answers in religion, scientific study, books, other people. We think the truth is somewhere out there, still elusive. Yet by doing this, we're only getting more and more lost, moving away from who we truly are, the entire universe is within us. My answers are inside of me, and yours lie within you too. Everything that seemingly happens externally is happening in order to trigger something within us, to expand us and take us back to who we truly are. The infinite self is where we have our instincts and intuitions, the state of pure allowing Seems like a place where most positive change can occur. Let yourself be you, no matter who you are, embracing anything that makes you feel alive. Sweeping statements such as negative thoughts attract negativity in life aren't necessarily true and can make people who are going through a challenging time feel even worse. It can also create fear. That they are going to attract even more negativity with their thoughts. Using this idea indiscriminately often makes people going through seemingly tough times feel as if they are bad for attracting such events. and That is just not true. If we start to believe that it is our negative thoughts that are creating any unpleasant situations, we can become paranoid about what we are thinking. On the contrary, it is actually has less to do with our thoughts than with our emotions, especially what we feel about ourselves. It also is not the case that attracting positive things is simply about keeping upbeat. I can't say this strongly enough, but our feelings about ourselves are actually the most important barometer for determining the condition of our lives. In other words, being true to ourselves is more important. Sometimes when we see someone who is really upbeat, effervescent, and kind, but whose life is crumbling, we may say, see, this being positive thing really doesn't work. But here's the issue. We don't know that individual's inner dialogue. We don't know what other people are telling themselves day in and day out, or whether they're emotionally happy, and most importantly, we don't know whether they love and value themselves. Imagine if you will a huge dark warehouse. You live there with only one flashlight to see by. Everything you know about what's contained in this enormous space is what you've seen by the beam of that one small flashlight. Whenever you want to look for something, you may or may not find it, but that doesn't mean that the thing does not exist. It is there, but you just haven't shunned your light. On it, and even when you do, the object what you see may be difficult to make out. You might get a fairly clear idea of it, but often you're left wondering. You can only see what your light is focused on, and only identify that which you already know. That is what physical life is like. We're only aware of what we focus our senses on at any given time, and we can only understand what is already familiar. Then. Someone flicks on a switch, there, for the first time, in a sudden burst of brilliance and sound and color, you can see the entire warehouse, and it's nothing like anything you have ever imagined. You don't have to go through a near-death experience like Anita did, or a motorcycle accident, or the death of a loved one, to realize your own magnificence and the magical beauty of this universe and the gift of life. What you have to do is simply slow down, reduce the noise, and walk your life into a natural flow. Do like this video so more people can enjoy it. Share it too. Spread the word. Subscribe to my channel and stay up to date. A link to this book is in the description below. So Buy it and read. Never stop learning. Thank you. Love and Respect.